Good day, everyone. I am Mason Rayburn, and this is the Rayburn Report. And this year, we have two constitutional amendments on the ballot, so let's get right into it. All righty, I'll put this at the beginning, too, and at the end, just in case you don't have time to listen to all of it, like always. But I would be voting yes on Amendment 1, yes on Amendment 2, and yes on Referendum A. First up, shall the Constitution of Georgia be amended so as to authorize the General Assembly to dedicate revenues derived from fees or taxes to the public proposed for which such fees or taxes were intended? Okay, so what is this about? Basically, this amendment would authorize the Georgia State Legislature to pass legislation establishing special funds with dedicated revenue sources to fund statute-specific products. That means that it's a clear, hey, this tax or whatever would start here. It would fund this for this number of years, not to exceed 10 years. It would also have to pass a two-thirds supermajority vote be required to pass or amend statutes imposing dedicated taxes and fees. So this has bipartisan support, and the reason it does is because of the previous thing, a act called the Hazardous Waste and, Sol- and Solid Waste Trust Funds, which were established in the 1990s by the Georgia Comprehensive Solid Waste Management Act. Basically, this law pr- uh, required a $1 fee per new tire purchase in Georgia and $0.75 cents per ton of solid waste disposed of by the county. And these fees were decreased in 2019. However, in 2015, the Georgia Department of Audits and Accounts released a report that concluded, quote, scrap tire fees may generate more revenue than necessary to address the solid waste trust fund, statutorily authorized. However, only a portion of this uses are currently funded because most fee revenue is not appropriated to the solid waste trust fund. End quote. Any money not appropriated by the Georgia legislature to fund this, this actual fund is proposed has been put into the general fund. So basically what this is, is that the Georgia state government just needs to modernize itself and say, hey, when we create these little things, this is just, this is how it's going to be funded. It's going to be funded for this long. This is what it's going to do. The issue is now that the Georgia state constitution is kind of a very old document. It's not very efficient. And so this is a good thing that needs to happen pretty much across the board. Republican or Democrat, you can get on board with this. Um, this amendment was introduced by Representative Jay Powell, a Republican of District 171, on February 7, 2019. In support of the amendment, he said, quote, The point is, we committed to the citizens of the state that we would spend the money on a specific purpose, and that is what we should do. There is nothing to prevent this or other legislators from spending money on other purposes, end quote. I uh, agree, and I think you should vote yes on this, but as always, it is up to you. Proposed constitutional amendment number two. Shall the Constitution of Georgia be amended to waive sovereign immunity and allow the people of Georgia to petition the Superior Court for relief from governmental acts done outside the scope of lawful authority or which violates the laws of the state, the Constitution of Georgia, or the Constitution of the United States? All right, so let's talk about sovereign immunity. Sovereign immunity is a legal doctrine which is held that the government cannot be sued without its express consent. The U.S. federal government and state governments may choose to waive this immunity and allow themselves to be sued. They do not do this often, for obvious reasons. The Federal Tort Claims Act authorizes certain lawsuits against federal government and federal employees. So, Georgia adopted the Statutes of Common Law of England in 1784, shortly after America declared independence, and this include adopting the doctrine of sovereign law as common law. So, In 1974, the state legislature referred to Amendment 5 in the general election where it was approved by 76.5% of the voters. This amendment added language to the state constitution stating that, quote, Sovereign immunity is expressly reserved except for the extent of any waiver of immunity provided in this constitution and such waiver or qualification of immunity as is now or may may hereafter be provided by the act of the General Assembly, end quote. That's a lot of gobbledygook, folks. 
basically what's happened is that the state, if, if you're going to try to get declaratory relief, if you're trying to say, hey, the state of Georgia messed something up and we need to sue them for this, the state can just say no, and that's the end of the case. Now, you can choose to believe that's a good thing. I mean, there's some pros. You know, you, you kind of eliminate frivolous lawsuits, people who are suing the state of Georgia for, you know, it raining one day or, or something like that. But at the same time, that means that good lawsuits cannot be brought against, brought against the state. So in 2019, the Georgia State Legislature unanimously approved House Bill 311, which was designed to waive sovereign immunity and provide for the declaratory and injunctive relief in some cases. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, Republican, vetoed the bill on May 10th. In Kemp's veto statement of House Bill 311, he wrote, quote, House Bill 311 would create a waiver of sovereign immunity for claims brought against the state government. As Governor Deal correctly stated in his May 3, 2016 veto statement of House Bill 59, quote, while the concept of sovereign immunity is relatively simple on its face, it is complex in application, end quote, end quote. So, a little bit, you, you can you can go back and forth on this. I'm voting yes just because I believe that the state government should be sued, uh, it, especially if something wrong happens. I think that the ability to say, uh, no, I don't want to be sued, is, is often used for um, nefarious means. So just a little bit of history in these cases. In 2014, there was the Georgia Department of National Resources versus the Center of Sustainable Coast. The Georgia Supreme Court held the doctrine of sovereign immunity, forbids the state courts from entertaining lawsuits against the state without its consent, including suits seeking declaratory relief. So it just said, no, we don't feel like being sued. And a lever area versus United System... University System of Georgia, Board of Regents, 2016, the court held that sovereign immunity extended to suits seeking injunctive relief. In the Supreme Court's ruling in Alathrope v. Deal, the court wrote that, quote, Since Sustainable Coast, we have not had occasion to consider whether the doctrine of sovereign immunity extends to claims for injunctive or declaratory relief that rests upon unconstitutional grounds, end quote. The court ruled on June 19, 2017, that sovereign immunity also extended in these cases. What it's basically means is we're kind of operating in a period of judicial elasticity. The Constitution really doesn't say what should happen in these situations. Is this a case of sovereign immunity and, you know, you can't sue the state of Georgia? Or is it because you're suing for these specific reasons? Is that because it's not covered in the Constitution? You can do that. I personally believe that the state should be allowed to be sued. I don't believe in sovereign immunity. And that's my opinion. But as always, the choice is up to you. And lastly is the state referendum A, which establishes a tax exemption for certain real property owned by charities. Quote, shall the act be approved which provides an exemption from ad valorem taxes for all real property owned by a purely public charity if such charity is exempt from taxation under Section 501c3 of the Federal Internal Revenue Code and such real property is held exclusively for the purpose of building or repairing single-family homes to be financed by such charity to individuals using loans that shall not bear interest, end quote. So basically what this is is that this is pretty much uh, about public charities being able to be tax exempt for when they actually build houses. So this is a big effect to uh, Habitat for Humanity. Uh, Kathy Jenkins, executive director of Habitat for Humanity for Bullock County, said that uh, her branch, which owns about 10 to 20 properties at a time, property taxes could be around $5,000. Jenkins said, quote, $1,200 provides the sheetrock for a new house, $5,000 provides the framing lumber for a new house, so $1,000 to $4,000 is a significant part of the new house. One of our lots, the next one we're building on, the estimated taxes would be $111 a year. $111 a year. Right next door to the same lot, roughly the same size, is a three-bedroom house just like we're going to be building. The estimated taxes are just under $1,500. 
So once the house is built, it will help the tax base grows. I think some affiliates hesitate to bring on more vacant lots because of the tax burden that would place on them. And this would free up money so that it could be built quickly. End quote. Um, that's true. I kind of had mixed feelings about this when I first read it because I had the feeling that um, 501c3 are your public charities that uh, are supposed to be you know, doing good work and Habitat for Humanity. A lot of hospitals are 501c3s as well. And so these are um, these are charities. They're supposed to be doing good work. I kind of felt like this could be abused. Like you could start a charity, build a house, and dissolve the charity, then you have to pay taxes on it. But uh, this measure was sponsored by Republican representatives uh, Matthew Gamble, Matt Hatchett, Deborah Silcox, Matt Dollar, Mitch and Soggins, and the Democratic representative David Dreyer and Republican Senator Bruce Thompson. The measure was passed by the Georgia State House representatives on a vote of 164 to 1. The state Senate passed the margin by a vote of 54 to 0, and Governor Brian Kemp signed the bill um, on May 2nd. So it's got a lot of approval. Uh, it does call out, uh, calling out Habitat for Humanity. It's good. They do good work. Um, if the property is owned exclusively for the purpose of building or repairing single-family homes, and the charity provides interest-free financing to the individual purchasing the home. It could be abused, but if it is abused, we're just going to have to change it. Uh, I, th I think we got a serious homeless problem in Georgia. I think Habitat for Humanity does good work, and this is potentially a way to address that. And, yeah, I I I'll be voting yes on this, but that is up to you. All righty, I'll put this at the beginning, too, and at the end, just in case you don't have time to listen to all of it, like always. But I would be voting yes on Amendment 1, yes on Amendment 2, and yes on Referendum A. And then the only thing going on in my neck of the woods is we have a SPLOS referendum, which I'll be voting yes on because I believe it helps the local government. And we have two special elections for the city of Sylvester referendums concerning alcoholic beverages, and I'll be voting yes on those too. With that being said, that'll take us to the end of today's show, and I appreciate your time, and I hope you have a good rest of your day.